Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Better never rest. I can't in the sky. What a thrilling time to be alive. What is up, everybody? It is the Georgia Show. It's Wednesday night. Only a couple, two or three more sleeps before Georgia takes on Florida, and we're going to talk a lot about that tonight, Georgia's injury situation. Uh, we're going to talk about the Georgia angle from the Michigan sign-stealing thing. Um, you know, listen, we're not here to dig into Michigan or anything like that, whatever. You think it's cheating, you think it's cheating. If you don't, you don't. Got my opinion on that. My opinion doesn't matter. Um, and uh, we're going to, you know, do some uh, – we're going to do some uh, chopping wood. Uh, it's chopping wood Wednesdays, and that's what we're going to do. Um, and uh, obviously, we got some partners to talk about a little bit later on in the show as well. Palmer is uh, tying a lasso over there of some <laughs> sort. He's uh, Palmer's trying to lasso a goat. Um, Rusty, we've had a ton, a ton of coverage this week on Georgia's injury situation. I have a hard time believing anybody else has surrounded it better than we have. Um, of the Georgia guys that that Georgia, they have a chance to get back or get back to full speed this week, who's who do you think you know? Is it obvious the most important one, or or is is it you know kind of a situation where you know I kind of I kind of bounce back and forth on this myself. To me, it's Amarius Mims, and it's just because he's such a um, you know long freaky athlete. And, when he's gone this year, Georgia fans will be at, you know, like we talk about Darnell Washington, it's just not easy to replace those types. So you look at, you look at Amarius Mims and uh, I do believe this would be it for him as he finishes out, whatever the result of this season is, he'll go on and likely be a first rounder. I mean, athletically, he's going to do well in testing. And then those types of things is he polished, he's got ways to go, but he's still a freaky, freaky athlete and the ability to bend in that six, that six, seven and a half frame is, 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 uh, is, is not easy to find. So to me, it's a marriage Mims and, um, you know, having protection, have a quarterback. When you got a quarterback that knows, look, man, this guy's been in the battles. He knows what to expect. He's played in Jacksonville. Um, he's just really, a lack of a better term, he's a damn dancing bear, man. And it's hard to get around those type of players. And, he and Tate Rattledge uh, kind of have that bond over on that right side. And, look, everybody thought Marius Mims was going to move to right to left tackle, and he's just comfortable over there. And I think Tate Rattledge and Carson Beck and everybody will feel a lot better in that huddle at 65 is there. And that's going to be the main thing that we um, look at for me on Saturday during warm-ups. And, listen, if you want to know um, the specifics of what went on with him in, in Tuesday's practice – um, you know, come on over to Dolls HQ. You save fifty percent off a year-long subscription. You can get one month for one dollar, one or the other, and we'd love to have you. Um, but here's my thinking on this, Rusty: is that all right? You got to marry us, Mims. Twenty snaps, probably. You know, if you're, I think if you get if on the good end, twenty twenty-five, maybe. Um, 
that, I, that's I, I my only concern right there. Well, I mean, he's six weeks post surgery, and that's supposedly enough. Um, I, you know, look, if they have 75 snaps, I would say he goes 40, 45, I, I would think, you know, and see how it goes. But, um, this is an important game, man. This is it's go time. So, uh, I don't know how much you limit him unless he says, I can't do it because you got time to, you know, it's not like he's running pass routes. His cardio doesn't have to exactly be there as much as you would out on the outside, but, um, you know, the physicality and his trust in that ankle and, and those types of things. So, um, uh, I, I would say more than twenty-five. If he if he if he if he starts snap one Saturday, I, I think he gives you forty at minimum. Is is your gut feeling that he's the starter? Yeah, that's my gut. Maybe. <clears throat> Listen, yeah. this is this is this is you know you got to get him work in, but you got to see. Here's a couple things. If you go off Jake's practice notes, don't want to give too much of that away, but. You know, if you get some some spotty reps here and there, you want to see how his ankle looks the next day. And if you get him reps, you know, today, which we'll find out, I'm sure Jake will have notes on Dog HQ at later tonight or the Thursday morning, which I think will be key as in as in how is his ankle responding? You know, and that's going to tell the tale going into the weekend. So there's little boxes that you check, and that's uh getting practice reps, getting cardio. He did some movement. Even Kirby said did some movement. What Kirby used the quote, pushed him pretty hard. Is that what the quote he pushed really hard? Yeah. Push pushed really hard. You know, and that kind of tells you they're kind of saying, hey, look, we need a game simulation out of you. What can we get out of you? Then you want to see this morning how his ankle is, and you want to see tomorrow because uh, the hay is kind of in the barn. As of tonight, the hay is kind of in the barn, so we'll see where he goes, uh, you know, um, this weekend. But – um, you know, you know, it's going to be one of those deals. Uh, you just kind of see how things go, but it's six weeks out and, um, you know, looking forward to state of 65 is a go Saturday. If my, if I'm guessing, um, I, I, I say he plays. Yeah. So we talked to Tate Rallage tonight and it was interesting to hear from him about all three of those guys that they've had in at right tackle Mims, obviously trust, obviously and then Roe Freeling who stepped in versus Vanderbilt and, you know, the chemistry that he has at right guard with whoever it is that's lined up next to him. Um, you know, he, like, like you said, Rusty, he, he, those two have taken a lot of snaps next to each other. And and Truss has, has been in there some and obviously been around the program long. Yeah. <clears throat> and so those two have a good sense of connection. And so, you know, with those two, it's – with those two guys, Mims and Truss and – you know, whoever it is that's working with Ratledge, there's a lot less communication that has to happen. Uh, they they get it. They they know how to work together. Uh, versus, he said with with Monroe when he stepped in versus Vanderbilt, it was a lot of helping him out and stuff. And so, that I I'd probably agree with you that it would be biggest to get, um, you know, one of those guys back. Um, you know, Mims, who, who you you know have as your Number one guy, uh, you know, potential probable first round pick there, um, you know, or having trust in there who you've felt pretty comfortable with over the last couple of weeks, as opposed to Monroe Freeling, a, a you know, freshman stepping into a game like this uh, with the magnitude of this, the atmosphere of this, the environment of this game, um, you know, that that would be a big tall ask of him, you know, because for as good as he played against Vanderbilt, it was Vanderbilt, and so. Um, you know, I, I probably agree with you I, in order to be a little bit different. 
I'll say getting Kendall Milton back to full speed, um, you know, and, and, and hell I'd throw Roderick Robinson in there as well. Um, you know, not, not hundred percent certain that we'll see him this weekend um, as, as he continues to come back from that ankle injury as well. Um, but, you know, I, I think that having those running backs and, and having that run game as an option without Brock Bowers as an option is, is go- certainly going to be big. And, you know, having a veteran player like, uh, you know, like, like Milton, who's played in this game before, um, you know, that, that, that would be big as well. You know, I, another one, you know, that we were reported on is, uh, is Lad McConkey. And listen, Lad, Lad's been back for a few weeks. Lad was always, um, was never in, uh, really a doubt in our mind if whether he was going to play in this game or not. But one of the notes we had yesterday um, is the fact that, you know, Lad has kind of been unlimited for a few practices here lately. And that is, that is music to Brian McClendon and Mike Bobo and Carson Beck and Kirby Smart's ears. Um, that that's what they want. And, and ultimately, um, you know, again, one of the things I talked about with the whole Bowers thing, right. Is knowing everything that, you know, the timing of, all right, you get lad back at kind of full strength. Um, plus the bye week, you know, get him in a little bit of shape. You lose Bowers. There may not be, have been a better time if you had to lose Bowers for four or five weeks this season, three to five weeks, 36, whatever it is than right now. Um, you know, simply because, yeah, the, the schedule sets up poorly, um, but you, you couldn't afford to have done without Bowers, you know, there for a while whenever, you know, Lad was completely out or, or very limited, I don't think. Um, you know, and, and obviously you got Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas, um, who are all, have also come a long way, um, you know, within the offense since that point. Uh, kind of moving on here a little bit, talking about this rivalry, right? How – we know the history of it and some weird things have happened down in Florida, but Rusty, as you've had a chance to kind of learn a little bit more about Florida this week, is there anything standing out to you that Georgia might should be able to do, might be able to do? Is there anything standing out to you about that? I think run the football and Jake, I think you were one that touched on that kind of first. I went back and looked at some stats and really looked at this, really looked at the South Carolina game. They are South Carolina almost averaged five yards a carry against them. And, you know, that's one of those things you kind of look at. And then we obviously know what Kentucky did to them. So, you know, um, can Georgia kind of do that? Because Georgia has a better offensive line than South Carolina and Kentucky. And if they get Mims back, and if they don't get Mims back, they still got some depth there. Let me make one comment. I don't want to derail the subject. This is something Jake and, and Palmer tuck away. Um, what about the invaluable reps this year? For Micah Morris, Dylan Fairchild, and now Monroe Freeland, yeah. because we got an entire offseason to talk about some things. But Georgia opens up with Clemson next year, and they possibly could be replacing four starters on the offensive line. And you look at the invaluable in game reps with those kids, and those guys are playing like Micah and Dylan Fairchild are playing real reps. Monroe Freeland yeah. got thrown into the mix, and for all for everything that we we talked to everybody we've talked to that he graded out pretty good. So and, and Jerry Wilson got thrown into the mix at one Jared point this year as well. So really want to uh just kind of tuck that one away, but that's one note. But you start talking about an offensive line and Dejan Edwards and what he's doing, and then you know, talk about Palmer's. Can they get Kendall Milton back? What kind of package? Here's the thing, too, guys, that we really haven't talked about. 
um, you have this two-week practice period, and then you look at Georgia offensively with Bowers. So they got to do a to- they got to do some different things. We're not going to beat around the bush. But what package do they unwrinkle this weekend? You know, what does Florida show you? Because you have time now to get something together there and say we're going to do this. Uh, you know, you look at Dylan Bell. Does he get more carries this weekend at straight up tailback? I mean, you got to use all your weapons this weekend um, and try to get. You know, there's going to be there's going to be targets and there's going to be you know carries left with Bowers out of the game there. So I'm interested to see what wrinkle Georgia does uh, with their offense. Not only you know minus Brock Bowers, but what do they work on in two weeks? So with those type of situations, you know, you look, but. The main basic thing for me is I think Georgia can run the football, and I think Florida at times has been really susceptible to not being able to stop the football, not be able to stop the run. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and and that's something that's the drum I've kind of. Been. You never know coming out of Dubai week. We've seen we've seen Rusty. You remember you remember 20, 2012 and Sean Williams. We're soft. Uh, Georgia comes out and and looks like a completely different defense for for that week and and does some you know things extremely you know well. Um, wins a defensive struggle after not playing a whole lot of great defense. Um, so we, we've seen some teams turn it around, but, you know, Florida not running it great right now, not stopping to run great right now. I know, man, I know everybody's blowing up um, this whole, like, two-game stretch of beating Vanderbilt and South Carolina. I don't know about that. Um, you know, on one hand, you know, those are big wins for Florida. I get it. I get it. You're trying to build this thing back up. And, 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 and Georgia and – Georgia had- and let's be fair. Now Georgia had trouble with both of those teams. Georgia yeah, was down at times. Touchdown. At times, yeah, for so sure. You gotta, you gotta Georgia that. also just got up and left both of those teams at different yeah. points. You know, yeah. like they just kind of, yeah. um, you know. But you know, they, they and, and listen, it's kind of kind of shows you where they're at, right? Like people were disappointed with a ten point win against South Carolina. They were disappointed with a seventeen point win at Vanderbilt, even though they gave them a touchdown late. Well. You know, people are fired up about Florida getting, you know, you know, good wins over those teams. So, um, you know, it, it's it is tricky. It really is tricky. And this is a rivalry game, 14 and a half points. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Palmer, let's do some you want to do some prize picks. Yeah, let's, let's do, do a little bit of prize picks. picks. All right, so, what, are, what are my options here? What, what are we looking at? All right. So <clears throat> excuse me here. Um so we told y'all that we weren't going to do any, uh, you know, non-Georgia picks anymore. And the, uh, the the slate for this week's games is not quite up yet. Um, but looking ahead at the NFL, we've got some Georgia players that we can take a look at um, over on prize picks. They will match your first deposit up to $100. Um, pick, you know, a, a, a couple of uh, options, players, uh, they've, they've got passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, all the different stat categories you could ask for. Um, pick a player, choose whether they go more or less than the line that's set for them. So ours that we're going to look mean, at I'm this sitting here week. looking at these Palmer, I'll be honest with you. The only guy that I, the only name I know is Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. From the college football stuff. Um, yeah. so, so we're, we're going with an NFL one, a, a Georgia, Florida right, themed NFL one. Um, DeAndre Swift, 63 and a half rushing yards against the Washington Commanders. I think That's that we all like salty defensive front. Yeah, it is a salty defensive front. And, yeah, yeah, and I, don't y'all y'all saw, I don't know if y'all saw Jonathan Allen's post 
this past week. I mean, uh, Jonathan Allen's interview this past week. He was none too happy. Where's that game? Uh, it is in Philadelphia. That's that's going to be a fired up fan base with uh, with the Phillies going out. I'd take over. I think Swift's got enough. Swift can big chunk play you for twenty five. Yeah, and then grind out another you know another fifty. Yeah. Himself. So I'll take so, that. So so we'll go more on sixty three and a half for him. Uh, Got to have a, a quarterback in here, and, and Matthew Stafford is the only option uh, for Georgia. Two fifty seven and a half against Two fifty seven and a half against Dallas. I'm gonna take the under because I, I think the they're gonna have a hard time keeping him upright. Yeah, I'll take the under. All right, uh, we will go with. I'll, I'll give you guys a choice here uh, for receiving yards. We either go with James Cook seventeen and a half on Thursday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or George Pickens fifty three and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Believe that game is going to be overseas because no, excuse me, that is going to be in in uh, Pittsburgh. Let's go with that James Cook pick. And I'll I take, take James Cook. I mean, yeah, that's like one good screenplay, right? Yeah. yeah. So, get so we'll, on we'll go. We'll go over seventeen. I would take over both if I had to, but I would. Yeah. I would get, wouldn't have bet. Well, and and you could and and juice your uh, entry to win, um, and, and then to get a little bit of a Florida taste in here as well, while keeping it still uh, local to the Georgia folks. Uh, Kyle Pitts going up against a uh, tough Tennessee Titans defense. In Nashville, 34 and a half receiving yards. Like uh, like Nick Delatore told me earlier this week, the best defense that he's ever seen against Kyle Pitts is Arthur Smith. So uh it, that's uh I, I tell you what though, Palmer, I don't know if you picked up on this. Did you hear the did you hear that little bit of excitement in Rusty's voice when we started doing these prize picks? I'm worried. I'm worried Rusty might end up losing his house over this. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. get sucked well, into these prize picks. And- well, something. good good news, good news. They'll match Rusty's first deposit up to a hundred dollars uh, with promo code Dogs. Um, that is D A W G S. Promo code Dogs. Um, we'll 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 put in less for Kyle Pitts. Uh, Twenty to win one hundred, and we are in. Uh, we will keep you all up to date on how that Georgia Florida NFL. Uh, prize picks parlay works out. So uh, go be sure to go check them out over at prizepicks.com. Use promo code DOGS for up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Uh, and, uh, you know, get, give it your best shot. Yeah, I got wedding funds. I'm saving. That's my prize picks. <laughs> yeah, 520, 529 plan or something for, uh, for, All right, for Jake. the younger. Keep, keep us rolling along. 529 plan for the youngest. All right, so here we go. Carson Beck going back to Jacksonville. How's he going to handle it, Rusty? So far, he's handled everything. I mean, looks really calm. He's had some moments where he's been – I haven't really looked at Carson Beck and say this kid's rattled. Now, he's missed some throws, uh, but I haven't looked at him in the eye and go, man, he's 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 got quick feet. He's not – you know, he looks, he looks puzzled. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. I think he's been very poised. You hear what Kirby Smart talks about. Um, you know, his emotions and composure a lot with him. And um, this game, naturally, man, it, you're going back to Jacksonville. There's no telling how many people ticket requests and, and things he's dealing with. And you, you can bet that Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo and those guys have talked to him about that. Uh, I know you're going home. I know this is a big game for you. And 
You don't have to do anything extra. There's no difference in playing in Sanford Stadium than playing down there. You've got to execute to win this football game. So I, I don't think once they get down there, I bet last week he probably dealt with some stuff he hasn't dealt with just because, listen, people want tickets, people trying to see your family. That's just, it is what it is, man. You got, you know, you know, it's easy for somebody to say, tune that out. Well, man, you got a bunch of dudes you went to high school with that you're boys of, and they're extremely proud of you. And, and you guys are trying to get tickets and he's trying to do this and do that. And I don't know if you know, but um, you know, NCAA rules, you can only get four tickets from the university for, for player and, and you can you know, borrow them from your teammates and stuff. But so there's a lot probably on him, but I would imagine at some point last week, Carson Beck shut that thing off and said, look, man, I, I got to focus on this game. And you really just want him to be able to play and, let somebody else handle all that. So might be a little bit of nerves at first, but I, I don't expect anything is going to linger in this game and cause them any issues going home. Cause you want to walk out of that stadium, uh, definitely taking a, taking a W and getting back on the uh, plane and getting ready for Missouri. You know, listen, I, I would never under any circumstances try to say that he's like better than these players that I'm about to mention. Okay. But I've watched Shadour Sanders and Caleb Williams and, um, uh, Bo Nix, not necessarily, not, not Bo Nix as much, but I've watched those guys kind of play large, large portions of games poorly or, or average, right? I haven't seen Carson Beck do that. Now, listen, I've seen him play poorly for stretches. I've seen a couple of drives here, maybe a quarter there. I've seen a couple of bad throws like you're talking about. Every single game, though, I feel like he's been able to find it for a period of time. And most of the time, he's when he finds it, he doesn't get, let it go. He found it against Vanderbilt, and it kind of got away from him a little later in the game with that pick. But otherwise, like, I've been really impressed with his ability to kind of stick, stay with it, you know, stick to it, you know, find, find your groove, settle down, settle in, and get it going. And, and you know, listen, he Georgia, he was part of it, but Georgia dug itself a hole in the road on the road against Auburn, two of them. Georgia came back from both of them. And it was a lot, you know, listen, Brock Bowers was a big part of that, but so was Carson Beck. And, you know, I tend to agree with you, Rusty. I, you know, listen, he may start slow. There may be a point in time where you're thinking he's not playing that great. Um, but I do at this point through seven games kind of have every reason to think, uh, Palmer, that that he's going to get it figured out at one point or, the other, or another. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you there. And, you know, I was talking with somebody this week, um, <clears throat> you know, talking about Carson Beck and, and that it's been a little bit of a roller coaster with him, but that's the kind of roller coaster of performance that you expect from a first-year starter. Um, you know, I think people took for granted the, the consistency that Stetson Bennett played with, and, and that took time. I mean, that 2021 season was not consistent. 2020 was certainly not consistent. Um, but, you know, with with – experience came that composure um I, I think Carson has shown that composure I mean this photo is from the Auburn game um you know certainly showed it there and you know it, for as 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 opportunities you know had to get rattled have come around um you know he he has done his best to kind of stay even keeled and um, you know, again, without Brock Bowers, it's an entirely different ball game. He's going to have to find new safety blanket, new go-to guy. You know, when, when you're, you know, when, and if you're down in this game, you're, you're going to have to find somebody else to throw the ball to the 19. Um, but Carson Beck has handled the first half of this season incredibly well. 
And I know that he's motivated to come out for this one in Jacksonville. Um, you know, just, just talking to a couple of different players. I'll, I'll have a story here later this week on Carson's homecoming game. But, um, you know, the, they said, hey, he has made it known, you know, he wants to play important. He wants to play well, but this isn't about him. This is about the team and and everybody coming out of, of this game with a W. As, as much as Carson Beck wants to lead Georgia to a victory, uh, it is going to take an, an overall team effort to do so. Um, so, you know, I don't think that the homecoming for him is going to be too big of a stage, um, you know, because if, 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 you know, handling himself in, in Auburn, uh, you know, wasn't too big of a stage, I, I don't think that this game is going to be. And, you know, we were, there was some talk earlier this week about the first time starters for Georgia in this game and their record. And to me, that doesn't matter in this one because Georgia's, you know, got a first time starter and Florida has a first time starter. Neither of these guys have experienced this game, and Georgia has all the talent around the quarterback to help them out. Yeah, and and another thing I'll point to here with with Georgia and how they do things, right? Um, they want their an intelligent, high processing, good football player driving the bus, but they don't they don't really that this thing's not all on one guy's shoulders, and and that's one of the reasons why Georgia has been successful is. You know, yes, Stetson and now Carson kind of run the offense, and they they are there at the wheel. But there are a lot of other components that can kind of make that thing go, and uh, and Georgia does a really good job with that. And they find a way to kind of play their best ball whenever it's needed. And I'm really interested to see if if Saturday is the way to kick that off going down the stretch. Uh, speaking of kind of being on the on the right side of things and and kind of getting the ball rolling. Um, where they re- play a little round ball and they bounce it on the on the hardwood, Georgia is uh, doing a lot of things right right now. Wrote an article today uh, after Georgia landed five star plus prospect Asa Newell. Um, talked to a few Athens area folks about him that, that have known him since he was a kid and talk about just kind of how special of a person he is and how special of a, of an athlete he is. You know, six foot nine, two hundred and five pounds. Um, Monteverde Academy out in uh, out in Chicago, uh, but grew up in Athens. Uh, he chose Georgia over a really strong looking list of schools, Texas, uh, you know, several others. I mean, Bama, Gonzaga, yeah, Bama, Gonzaga. I mean, man, listen, this is this is massive. It's the first five star Georgia's gotten since Anthony Edwards, and this one feels mm-hmm. so much different. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't feel like a band aid especially when you look with what Georgia did in last class when they brought in five five transfers, four prospects, three of those are four-star guys, and, oh, wait, Georgia might not be done yet. Darian Reed uh, is going to decide later on this week, too. Georgia has a uh, RPM lead for him. Not sure how that's going to go. Things can change ten times between now and then. But, uh, Palmer, you're the basketball guy. Give me a quick, uh, you know, kind of deal on this. You, You cover more basketball with this. How big of a deal is this for Georgia basketball, and how soon can it be a big deal for them um, with him being such an elite prospect? Yeah, this was one that with the amount of time and effort that Georgia put into recruiting Asa, they really couldn't have afforded to miss on him. And so to get him on board, um, you know, I, I think people felt pretty good about Georgia's chances to land him all along. Um, but to go from, you know, start to finish and and, you know, keep off the likes of Alabama and Gonzaga and, and Texas his his three other finalists to hold them off was, was huge. Um, you know, and, and like we said, 
I think it's got an opportunity to, um, you know, show up the, the help of this. It could show up even, uh, you know, quicker than expected before he gets on campus because, you know, just, just talking to, you know, talked with, um, you know, uh, a couple of people about this and, and, um, you know, Jamie Shaw talked to him today and, and have a great video on our YouTube page with him breaking down ACEs commitment. Um, good players like to play with good players. We all know that we, we see that on the football side of things and you certainly see it on the basketball side of things. And I think that, you know, one really good player can make an impact. I think that two or three really good players can make a even bigger impact um, because, you know, look, we all saw the way that the Anthony Edwards experience worked out. It, it, he had his highs, he had his lows. And, um, you know, Georgia certainly was put on a, on a national radar because of having a player like him. They will be put on a national radar because of having a player like Asa Newell, um, you know, a top 10 player, according to on three, a top 15 player, according to the industry ranking five star plus, you know, so that means he's, you know, five star across all four recruiting rankings. Um, to bring in him and potentially Darian Reed and potentially uh, Connie Roots, uh, another player, both of them top 30 players that Georgia holds a RPM advantage for, um, you know, to bring in those guys on top of the guys that they brought in in this past class because, you know, obviously the transfer portal giveth and taketh. Um, but, you know, if, if Georgia can hold on to the guys that they signed this past class, Silas Dimery, Blue Kane, Dylan James, those and and add in Mari Jordan as well. All four of them had at least one ranking service had them as a top 100 player. That is a really really good class. I think that this this team can be solid. Um, you know, but I think that the future for Georgia basketball can even can be even better than than what this year could be. And Rusty, we've seen some lean times as far as Georgia talent on the basketball court goes. I mean. There was a time when it was Sunday out of Gaines, and that was it. Um, Carlos, I've seen, I've been through Trail Bell, Carlos Strong, and yeah, all that crew. Uh, the last, I guess, the last big game that I saw in Athens was Georgia Kentucky um, when Kentucky was number one with Cousins and all those guys. Yeah, that night. Georgia, Georgia almost fourteen. Yeah, Georgia almost beat them that night. It was a Tuesday that night was- game. That was the Travis Leslie dunk over uh, over tomorrow. Oh Jones. my lord, Travis yeah. Leslie! But yeah, uh, yeah I was—I mean, to be honest, that that really for me, he's like, you think about that, dude. It was ten years ago. Yeah. One biggest, that was one of the biggest games. More than that. That was yeah. like two thousand. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, Marcus Cousins was drafted in in two thousand ten, so that would have been, and he was a one and done. Yeah, they were number oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that'd be, that would have been 2009, 2010. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. I took Kaylee on a school night, let her let her sleep on the way home on a Tuesday night, and we went over and watched that game, but it was electric atmosphere, and it was crazy, and Georgia lost the game right at the end. But, listen, we're not saying Georgia's a basketball school, but if you give people something to be excited about, it can turn a heartbeat. And, and, and then, look. The, the baseball program's doing it too. I mean, picking up a huge commitment in the last you know, couple of them, the last couple of weeks, but you know, a kid that Rusty's plenty familiar with in, in Bryce Clavon, um, you know, out of, out of Kell committing Ooh. on, on Sunday. You yeah. want to know who, you don't want to know what two teams have the best chance for national championship at the University of Georgia. It's football 
and softball. And I can talk about that because they got everybody back and they went out and got about four or five players. They're all seniors. Every starter's back and we need to get them on one night. But the softball team in the spring, they, they, they're trying to win it all. They're trying to win the national championship and they got everybody back. I think their top 13 player, 11 players are back. Wow. And they went, they Off of a got, super regional appearance. Then they went and got four in the transfer with the ACC freshman of the year and all this stuff. So they're not playing around. They're trying to win that thing this year. So that, there's some stuff to look forward to as we get into basketball and spring sports. All right, Palmer, get some rest, buddy. You got a lot to go on. You got a lot going on after this football season, but it's not I'll tell you this stuff. right now. Y'all can do all the basketball and y'all can go all this, but if that team goes to to Oklahoma City, I'll handle it. I'll let one of y'all. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, listen, I ain't lost. I ain't lost nothing in Oklahoma City. You ain't got to worry about me going out there. Let's chop some wood. Let's chop some wood real, real quick. Uh, and before we uh, cut these folks loose and uh, let them uh, let them get back to their day. Before I do that, uh, listen, we haven't talked about this much on the show, but I'd want to let everybody know that every Saturday morning. Every single Saturday morning, less it's a noon kick than we do it on Friday night. We got a pregame show, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, they've been all of varying links. It's kind of the latest and the uh, update. It'll be on our YouTube channel. Um, it will be, you know, it, it'll be a you know live premiere. Um, you know, again, this Sunday, this 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 week, it'll be Saturday morning. It'll be that way next week, 7 a.m. Check it out. Make sure you check the replay if you don't get it as it comes out. Um, but our, our Dogs HQ uh, pregame show is on every single Saturday, and we'd love to have you join. And uh, I think we may have a sponsor coming up for it um, that is going to partner up with us, but I'm not 100% sure about that. But listen, definitely check that out. All right, hope I bought some time for you guys to think about chopping wood in case your minds were blank. Palmer, what you got? Yeah, we said we were going to talk about it a little bit, the uh, Michigan sign stealing. Um, so I will talk about how Kirby weighed in on it. Um, how Georgia players weighed in on it. And, you know, it's it's certainly the story of college football right now. And, um, you know, interesting to see. Um, obviously, Georgia ha has been tied into it with Michigan playing the Bulldogs back in 2021 for the Orange Bowl in the college football playoff semifinals. That one went Georgia's way, to say the least. Um, but then also the Wolverines have been keeping an eye on the, the Bulldogs over the last couple of years. Um you know, the, the the screenshots going around and reports that, you know, Michigan ha had eyes on Georgia and Ohio State at that Peach Bowl and that, you know, there's been a couple of games that they've targeted this year as, as Georgia as a potential, uh, you know, threat to the Wolverines. Look, to me, that says a couple of things. You know, obviously it says that, um, you know, there is there's a situation happening up in Ann Arbor and we'll see how that plays out. But to me, it says – Georgia is is you know a team that is on everyone's minds, and if you needed any more proof of that, you know coming out of the summer when when we first heard about the uh, beat Georgia period that they have up in Ann Arbor, uh, you know this has been this whole you know sign stealing scandal um, ha has been another reminder that the Bulldogs are certainly on everyone's mind it's in college football, and um, you know a team that uh, you know everyone knows that they've got to go through right now. Um, because they're the two-time defending champs and, uh, you know, is currently sitting pretty up at number one in the uh, rankings. We'll see what it looks like next week with the college football playoff rankings coming out on Tuesday if Georgia's going to be number one there. Uh, maybe Michigan has a case. Maybe they get docked because of this whole 
scandal that's going on, but um, certainly has been a uh, crazy story to a couple, crazy couple of days and, uh, you know, a week here with uh, different reports and uh, message board rumors and, and all the above just with this Michigan uh, sign stealing stuff. So I'll chop wood about the Georgia ties into that uh, with the matchup between Georgia and Michigan back in 2021. Georgia will not be number one in the college football playoff committee rankings. And all of those Georgia hardos out there on our page and everything talking about, well, we don't deserve to be number one. Okay, you'll get a chance to thump your chest for a little bit. All right, so they will not be number one, I promise. What you got, Rusty? I'll chop wood. I'm going I'm to chop a thunder for the Arizona Diamondbacks. For Thank you for taking care of that, 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 that BS. Those snakes. Hey, go up there and get two, baby, in Philly and um, – the, the look on those guys, I watched the highlights because I was done with baseball, but I did watch the highlights and look on those people's <laughs> faces. And when I, I was done, but in, in the look on those people in the ninth inning, priceless. So uh, I want to chop wood for all the people. And I listen, I'm not trying to be kind of two faced about it. I think Georgia should go home and home with Florida. I just do. But I will say this I want to chop wood for everybody that's been going to that game for 30, 40 years. That's already down there. It's in St. Simons that's in, you know, Amelia Island, that's in Jacksonville already. It kind of hit me um, on my Facebook feed, on my personal Facebook feed on Monday. Two people that I'm friends with, they're, they were there Monday. Like, it was a whole week of, of doing this. So, you know, look, I, I, I'm no stranger to knowing tradition and how awesome that game is. I also understand the importance of recruiting and uh, wanting to uh, keep Georgia home games uh, so we can have some excitement up here too. So, But I will chop wood definitely. For everyone that's been going, not only this time, who's been going for 30, 40 years, make a weekend out of it, week out of it. Uh, that's just a that's just a something special. And hope everybody safe travels. My daughter's making her first her first game this weekend, and she's excited about it. Uh, one of my good buddies in Atlanta radio, Stake Shapiro, his daughter is uh, five of them are heading down for their their uh, first Georgia Florida game. And so it's, it's starting traditions and, and that's what it's about for these people and these young people to uh, experience it and hope they stay safe and just chop wood, man, everybody that's going and, and um, have fun this weekend. I got a buddy that's 39, just a few months younger than me. Uh, he's going to be headed down for the first time on Friday yeah. night. Uh, he's got two young boys, and and he can't bust away until the last minute. But uh, we'll be uh, we'll be meeting up with him. We'll see him down there. Me and Palmer will. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a fun trip, man. I've been going for a long time, and uh, it, it is a fun trip. I, mean, I hate that. I hate these people don't. You got to have the landing once. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to have it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's gone. And I was there in 97, and then those Georgia fans couldn't get to the landing fast enough. And I mean, yeah. they showed up. You want to talk about a bunch of Ric Flair walk-ins? Yeah. Strutting. <laughs> all, we, all those people needed was some smoke because they were ready to walk up into that building and get with those Florida fans. But uh, I hate that that's gone. I understand the world is business, but I hate that everybody didn't get to experience that Jacksonville landing at least one time. On a Friday night when those Georgia and Florida fans were in there together and they have live bands and stuff, it was pretty special. Dude, there was a – one time there was this giant man who went and got a bunch of beers in the plastic cups at the landing. We were all just packed in there, and he had been standing next to us kind of all night, and he comes back over, and he's starting to hand out the beers, and um, I see him and his crew doesn't, so I just I just kind of stick my head down and reach, thinking maybe he'll give me – man, he handed me four without even thinking about it. 
and a great call. It, you peaked right then, Jake. It was so chaotic <laughs> that he didn't even know that I had taken them from him. Like he didn't even know who he had given them to to be like, Who's that? who did I hand those beers to? I heard him saying it, and I was just over here just kind of sheltering him. I mean, y'all hit a beat. He would have beat the life out of me. This guy was probably 6'7", 6'6", 260 pounds. I mean, he was a man. Uh, and one of the most dangerous things I've ever done, but I had some liquid liquid courage as well. Um, I'm going to chop wood on uh, on those of you that I think, I think folks are a little bit gullible these days. Because I'm telling you right now, if you think that Deion Sanders – and Matt Rule and Kirby Smart really, truly don't have a problem with with the Michigan thing if it went down the way folks are saying it does. I've got some oceanfront property front for you in Iowa. Um, they absolutely have a problem with it, guys. And I'm, I'm not telling you that as in, hey, Jake thinks they do. All right, listen, I'm an idiot most of the time. I don't know a whole lot, but I do know for a fact that Matt Rule and Kirby Smart and Deion Sanders are under their breath saying these, you know, I mean, they are not happy with it, period. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Let me ask you this, Jay. Let me raise my hand. Yeah. How many teams potentially now change their signs because eight weekly? Like how Absolutely. Many, how many go? And you know there's always that one coach going, Man, they've been stealing our signals. They've been stealing our we're, signals. We're, gonna, we're headed towards the headsets. And the hopefully. Headsets. Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. I hope we're headed to an NFL-style communication system. I think yeah. that's very smart. Um, or, you know, or, I, I, don't, I don't understand wristbands. Like, where, where, where are those? Call the play with that. Yeah, I think what ends up – You can change the card. You can change the card. Right, and, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I, I think ultimately, you know, you get to a certain point in the game when you can't do that. And there are certain sections of certain games where you're trying to get the edge, maybe not the whole thing. Um, the but you know, ultimately, man, I mean, listen, I've I've always heard that Georgia changes their signals and the way they send stuff in and the wristband stuff, like you mentioned, Rusty. They do that kind of regularly. Um, yeah. funny thing is there's another team that Georgia's played over these past two years that I know that Georgia was way more worried about Michigan than Michigan about stealing their signals. And Georgia was concerned about that. All right. Yeah. I know for a fact they were. So, yeah. guys, let's just don't – I mean, all those fans out there, and Michigan fans, you too, I know you're not watching, but, uh, you know, you're, you're too smart for that. You read a lot of stuff because Michigan is better than everything. But it, they have a problem with it. 100% they have a problem with it, and they do not want you stealing their signals, and they do not want you having that competitive edge. They're playing it cool, man. I mean, you know, they're they're like that dude that just got broke up with in high school. They're like, ah, yeah, it ain't hurt. No, I'm yeah, good. I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah, exactly. Ride home, ride home, listen to Ariel Speedwagon crying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kirby, <laughs> if you don't think Kirby, you know, talked Mary Beth's oh, ear off about that last dude, night, paranoid <laughs> as hell. The coaches are paranoid as hell. Yes, hundred percent paranoid. I don't care who it is. It's just one of those deals, and I, I I'll mention one thing on that. Uh, no, it is illegal to go scout play, go scout yeah. teams in person as an employee. I, mean, I heard saw people say it's not, it is illegal. They changed that rule in the nineties. It is illegal. It's crazy to me how this thing is unpacking. Like, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but Hey, shout out to VolQuest, our Tennessee site. I mean, they, the guy, <laughs> I mean, they, their, their poster there, he did the work for the NCAA, you know, and, uh, you know, Brent Hub. Yeah, he had all, it in December and January of last December year. December 1st, 2022. So the guys from Nashville Palmer, you don't know him, do you? 
No, I, I haven't heard anything about it. He okay. wishes he did because he likes yeah. to do I screen name. Barney Palmy <laughs> yeah. alert. Uh, so, well, though the Con the Connor Stallions guy, right? He is from Nashville, correct? That's what I read. I thought he was from Nashville or saying something because he went to the Bandy game and it got canceled or whatever. And he went to he NBA. Was, Palmer would know him. Oh, no, man. no, no. So, but anyway, that uh, that that's the depth, the depth, and the intent to cheat is what's going to get this thing, and they're going to paper trail this all the way back up and they're going to try to see how high it goes uh if it gets anywhere near jim harbaugh uh but him standing on the sidelines next to coordinators as a as a entry level employee you're talking about a guy that joined the staff in january of 2022 and this guy is standing next to your coordinators well, see, it's it's crazy how this thing is unpacked. With the card, did you see the card yeah, with the arm card. motions and everything? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the like card. they had it. And hey. the, I mean, and there was a lot the of effort. Manifesto, the five hundred page Michigan manifesto. That's that's odd. I'll say this, and I can't answer. Wait, wait, which of I'm, which honestly, I'm worried about. I'm worried about this man. I'm worried about Connor Stallions not having a job. Okay. Somebody's going to need to hire this guy and get him back being busy, or I'm worried about his mental health. Does, does, uh, does, does, Dana Point, does Dana Point Guna have a uh, Georgia manifesto? <laughs> he probably does. And all it talks about is all it talks about is pass rush and speed. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I'll, I'll say this, and I can answer for, I would say, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. And Sam Pittman, any of these guys, um, if you're going to stand next to my coordinators, I'm going to know what the hell you're standing next to our coordinators for. Yeah, You're not standing next to Glenn Schumann, and you're not standing next to Mike Bobo without knowing what the hell you're actually standing there as a one-year employee. That's going to be – that's going to be – there's so many layers to this thing. So it's and, unprecedented. And ultimately, Jim, and ultimately, Jim Harbaugh – is supposed to know if he does it, you know, and I'm not, that's yeah, not me saying that that's yeah. the NCAA saying that or like something. There, Jim, Harbaugh, that whole, Jim Harbaugh's yeah. got to look at the NCAA and say, I, I don't know why that guy's been following my coordinator for two years, hmm. why he's standing next to my coordinator for two years. And, he, and, and if he doesn't know, he's still supposed to, that's the way the NCAA, the NCAA how many, looks. How, like many, how many Ohio state fans? Oh. And I'm asking y'all, so don't fall out laughing. How many Ohio State fans have went back on YouTube and watched that Ohio State Michigan game in the last three days? I mean, yeah. they, have, they have framed it, fast forward it, stopped. They have looked for anything on that TV view. I would love to have the all 22 on that. I would I love to sit in. I would love to sit in on a bunch of uh on a bunch of like 55 to 7 year old retiree um Buckeye fans in their Ooh. in their coffee spot tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Or or you, this morning or the morning before that, and just hear. Do, do you understand how out of control this thing has gotten? Probably in those, like there's there's truth, and then there's what they're talking about, which they've got it magnified up. They know a guy, and their uncle's, you know, their cousin's brother was part of it, and and you know they they spent over twenty million dollars trying to beat Ohio State over the last three or four years. You know, it's gotten completely out of hand. I would I'll love to be a fly on the wall. I tell you what. Game days at Ohio State, Michigan, this is going to be some of the best signs in the history of, of all time, man. I mean, 
Ooh, it's at Michigan, though, this year, isn't it? Yeah, it's at Michigan, so it it's is, not, yeah. not going to be. But, boy, game day and the signs this week will be – they'll be next level. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to get they're going to get hot before that. All right, folks, listen. Next time we see you, it'll be our pregame show Saturday morning, seven o'clock. Make sure you join us. Come on over to the site, okay? Come on over to the site. Check us out. Six months for free, basically, when you sign up for a for a year long membership at Dogs HQ, you get fifty percent off um, of a year long membership. That that gets you through all the way through to this point next year. You know, through almost to an another early gets you through early signing period almost to another one, a big summer of recruiting, all sorts of scoops, spring practice, transfer portal, everything. Um, and then you can get it at half price. Or if, you, if, you're, if you're just a little timid about it, one month for $1. All right? We need you. Are we, are we, we, doing, you. Uh, are we doing this show Sundays and Wednesdays at 8 now? Yep, Sunday. That's a good call, Rusty. Sundays and Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern for the Georgia show. We moved it up 30 minutes, and uh, we hope to see you all very soon. All right, this has been The Georgia Show, and we will catch you guys again real, real soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.